Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I'm joined by the very regal British co-host that I have, Mr. Dean Holland. How are you today? Why, hello, good fellow. I'm mighty fine. Cheerio. <laughs> Cheerio. Good to see you today. He's going to get my tea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And while, while Dean's getting his spot of tea, we'll welcome our uh, guest onto the show today, we have with us none other than Dave Lindenbaum, who uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea where this show is going to go. <laughs> I know Dave is up to some really cool stuff, you know, super insanely creative guy when it comes to marketing and positioning and, you know, just really creating a message that connects with people. Uh, he's got a couple companies and we're super excited to have you here today. Dave, how are you? I'm good, man. It's, uh, it's fantastic to be here. We were talking about before. I'm not, you know, I'm slightly hungover, which I haven't been in a very, very, very long time. So that's a an interesting experience. <laughs> but I think it's, it will it will lay good for the for the conversation because I'm extremely um, relaxed and dehydrated. <laughs> right. Well, dehydration is one of the prerequisites that we recommend for uh, people when they come on the show. So. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Here's a link to the uh, to the uh, ZenCaster, and please do not drink any water in the la- in the next uh, 12 hours before you go on. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's preferable if you uh, if you, you know, stay out late the night before and you get hungover. That'll just make for a more interesting experience on the show. So Perfect. thank you for following all of the steps exactly as laid out, including posting a Facebook Live video last night when you were curious about how you'd wound up in a different city that you didn't intend to. Thanks for following the protocol. My, my pleasure. I also forced myself not to sleep last night, and I told my accountant to uh, call me five minutes before this uh, this interview to tell me that I owe a bunch of back taxes in 2015, just to uh, just to really get me in the right in the right mindset for what's about to happen. Well, that's perfect. I feel you're in the perfect state for this show now. I don't. Th- in fact, I don't think we've had another guest who really took all of the uh, you know pre-show steps as as seriously as Dave did. Right. Yeah. He's, he's fully embraced this. I like it. All in, man. I'm all in. All right. So, so, uh, so let's, let's talk about a little bit about your background first. You know, you've got actually a kind of similar background to me, uh, in terms of career. I, I wouldn't say we're the same people that in terms of sexual fetishes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was so fascinated to find out that we were exactly the same with all this stuffed animals that we like. So, um, (laughs) so, so your, so your background, you were in the corporate world for a while. While you uh, financial services also, and then you just you left and you start doing some what are what appear to be much cooler things. You've got a uh, very successful kombucha company where you teach people how to make their own brew at home, and then you've just got a whole variety of other things going on. So why don't you tell us uh, what is a day in the life of Dave Lindenbaum like? Because I truly am asking because I have no idea at all what that's like. <laughs> 
So, I, you know what? It's so, so Dean is not audible, but I hear him internally laughing because that's such an opportunity to just say the most randomest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Dean's Dean's just being respectful. As soon as you start getting into it, plan on hearing him interject and cut you off and give you some sarcastic <laughs> and snide comments. But we'll let you get started first because it's harder to inter- it's it's harder to interrupt you if you don't start. Exactly. Well, he's he's just being very British right now. Very gentleman like. I love it. Yeah, he's wearing a top hat, actually. <laughs> and a cane. But, I- <laughs> but like, no, no, he's wearing a cane. There's literally a cane that's like Velcroed onto his left shoulder. So I have this weird fantasy that Dean is actually from like Brooklyn, New York. And this is all a facade just to help him sell more like digital courses or something. Like, hello, internet marketing or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like somewhere along the line, somebody told him, hey, people buy from people with British accents. And he went from that Brooklyn accent. Do, uh, what well, actually, we, we, we have ran split tests, and the, the British accent <laughs> does does convert higher than the, the American one. So, <laughs> yeah, so it now, could all be true. So now he just sits on top of a pile of cash talking with his fake British accent. Listen, man, you got you got to respect, though, the mastery, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. is a committed – that is a – dude, you are a committed man, Dean. You are a committed man. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you appreciating that. Okay, so yeah, so I was in financial. Uh, I worked at J.P. Morgan, and like, so I had a few turning points. We'll we'll save you know some some of the other things for another uh, another time. But you know, the, my first legitimate day of work. So I had like two weeks of training, whatever. My first like actual day of work was uh, September 11th. You know, I was in the World Trade Center, so that obviously had a big impact. But the biggest impact beyond that was. It was like a random weekday. So maybe it's like a Wednesday or something. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm still at work. But I also noticed that like my VP, like high VP guy was also still at work. So that was like an interesting thing because, you know, there's this dude like probably in his late 40s at the time. And he was also like still like just working. So that was another thing. And then beyond that, one night I was also, you know, late at work. And so my direct VP guy, like I, I, I went into his office and I was like, you know, man, I'm thinking about leaving. Like I'm thinking about like, you know, finishing up the program and then just doing something else. And I was expecting him to be like, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, don't you ever leave? Like, you're nuts. Like, you're great. Or, or you know, blah, blah. He looked at me, dude. And he was like, close the door. <laughs> and I closed the door and I go into his office. And he's like, if you're going to leave, leave right now. Like he's like, he's like, because if you don't leave now, you're going to, next thing you know, you're going to end up like me. And how crazy is that? Like, I'm like this like 22 year old kid, like, yeah, like skipping along life. And he was like, it was like Billy Madison, you know, the, the, uh, the movie Billy Madison, when the kid's like, when I grow up, I want to go to high school too, or something. And Billy Madison's like, don't you ever say that or something, you know, it's like <laughs> squeezing his fucking cheeks. And, uh, that w- that's what it felt like. This guy was like, dude, like you got, don't you ever like, like you need to leave right now. Was, uh, was the guy actually in, in this story, I'm imagining uh, a Rob Schneider sort of character who's like, save yourself, save yourself, young Dave. He was he was uh Snyder esque. Yes. Yes. I I would say I wouldn't say facially this the, the same, but in terms of character-ish, yes. Very similar. Just based off what you just said, Dave's walking into this office expecting the guy to be like, No, you're too amazing to leave. Right. <laughs> we can't let you go. And the guy's like 
Fuck up, then. <laughs> the guy is like, I can't believe this opportunity is handed to me on a silver platter. I've been trying to figure out how to get rid of this guy. Yeah. And he just happens to walk right in my office and say, I'm fed up. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you. That. Yeah. That's a five years of therapy down the drain because I choose not to remember it like that. But <laughs> that's okay. It's called revisionist history. We're okay with that. But but let, like let's get to the point that you're making there though. So you're you walk in there, you expect something different, and this guy says, "Yeah, save yourself," because yep. at that point he feels like he's been stuck, and basically he's been wasting part of his life doing something that he doesn't really enjoy, and he's still grinding away. Yeah, I mean exactly. And he he went on to say that it will only get harder, right? And I think that what happens in life is like whether it's conditioning or reality, whatever it is, is like as you continue down a path, usually it gets harder to turn around and it could be for different reasons. So the case that he was making was like, you're only going to make more money as time goes on. And then you're going to spend that money on like the bigger house and all that stuff to justify why you chose what to do in life. And then it becomes kind of a trap type deal. So he's like, you know, listen, like you're 22 Maybe I was 23 at the time when we spoke, or 25. I left. I started when I was 22. I left when I was 24. But it was basically like it's only going to get harder. So if you're having this decision now, you got to act on it. And I think a lot of and, and now now watch this, Dean. Dean, take notes on this. Watch this, dude. I'm going about the full circle. About the full circle. Of this. A lot of times in life, people they know what their next move is. They they they, they know it. They feel it, but they don't act on it until months, weeks, years, maybe they never do. And oftentimes, the moment you feel something and okay, maybe qualify it, you know, write a pros and cons list. Don't just go feelings fleet, you know, but like if you, there's a difference between like, you know, a gut versus a feeling and all that fun stuff. And only somebody knows that for them, like which, what the difference is. But once you do know it, that moment changing, that is the, actually the easiest time that acting on your choice will ever be like, it might not be as crazy as like leaving a job. It might be like, should I go to the gym today? Should I, should I call up my friend that I've been thinking about, but just been putting off, you know, like these like micro decisions throughout the day that we put off that sometimes acting on it in like right then and there is the easiest time. It will never be a better time than, than, than then, than now, you know? And, uh, so it was a valuable lesson. Nice. Yeah, I like it. So where, so where did you? Uh, so you've launched a couple businesses since then. What I love is that like there, there was like you guys were waiting for like some like crazy punchline. So it was a valuable lesson, and then I took off my penis and slapped somebody over the face with it or something. Like you were waiting for the craziness, but it didn't it was, happen. It was actually like a very eloquent, poignant <laughs> like like statements, and then there was pause because no one knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. I was uncomfortable with it too. I was waiting for some like for one of you guys to just say something ridiculous, but it it never happened. And so I, I had to ask a question just to keep the show going. I was like, I was like, come on, man, please. I, I'm waiting for this eureka moment from this heartbreaking, you know, heart story about you know this guy who's sl- slavishly working away at midnight, and he gives you this piece of advice, and then you're just like, yeah. And so that's sort of uh, what happened. I it was uh, moderately anticlimactic. I, I apologize for feeling that way. Yes. Well, that will be, uh, you know, I, I, I'm reserving two other times in this conversation that I'm allowed to say something that is actually meaningful without any preconceived intention for it to be a setup for any one of us to just make a, a ridiculous, inappropriate joke from. 
So I get two more. Well, what I get I, two more. Okay, fair enough. And what I just want to point out right now is that you've put more thought into those two things than we have into the entire script of this show we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake, we're winging this, and uh, we, we still want to hear your tips, though, Dave. Yeah, and you didn't have to point that out. <laughs> I'm just like, it's very evident. So, He's like, no, this show is complete chaos. So so glad you told me that. So, all right, so, so moving along, what happens after young Dave has this impressionable moment uh, where you realize you don't you don't want that you want something else for your life. Yeah, so I, I mean, it took probably another six months before I ended up uh, leaving, and then I took like two years, three years of like of ridiculousness, like in terms of jobs. I bartended. I I was a uh, I was a tour guide, cross country tour guide for teen tour camps for about two years, going cross country with like a group of like fifteen year olds, which was an amazing. By the way, about like traveling, like everyone. I, I'm I'm sure you guys travel a whole bunch. Everyone loves traveling. Everyone loves like international travel. But like, if you ever get an opportunity to to, to cross country America, like. You start to appreciate how diverse our uh, the United States is. Um, it, it's it's just fantastic. I feel like everyone, at least in the in the states, Dean, like we're so motivated to to leave America to go all these other countries. But kind of like America is kind of like its own little Europe because Tennessee, like Montana, is like a completely different country to New York or LA. I mean, different people, different environments, different. Um, it's just it's just so different. So I did that for uh, for a little bit, and then I ended up in Los Angeles because when I was out here on this teen tour, I was having such a blast, and I remember seeing people like at the beach and like out for lunch, and I was like, oh my god, like nobody works here. It's like amazing. This is like this utopia. And then when I came out here, I realized they were all like unemployed actors and writers and stuff like that, and just like burning time. And you were like, wait a second, nobody does work out here. Yeah, I was, I was like. Oh, okay. And well, that's uh, a, I mean, I mean, to be totally honest, so that's that's an insane transition going from New York to the West Coast, right? It's a totally different energy, different vibe, different work ethic. Like everything is totally different. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I will say this: I was probably the least um, perceived as the least like motivated, hustled per- person in New York, and then I moved out to LA, and like in my circle of friends, people thought like I was like this beast. <laughs> You're like a workaholic. Wait a second, you worked an hour today? Exactly. Like, oh my god, dude, you got up at nine a.m. to work? Like, that's crazy. You know, it's like. So yeah, I just pretty much just lowered my my expectations in my environment, and it made me uh, feel really good about how much it got done. I like how we've just now alienated all of our listeners on the entire West Coast. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, nobody out there works. <laughs> it is it is a fascinating thing though, how how you are influenced by your uh your peer group, your relationships, and but and then even the city you li- you live in as a whole, like at a macro level. Like look, like like since joining the inner circle, my j- just through osmosis, like even if I like didn't even talk to anybody in the group or had any like if like Russell didn't give any knowledge or whatever, there is some tremendous positive. And I'm curious, how, do you guys have the same experience? This is like, like just being around a group of people has an influence beyond this direct influence. I actually only joined the inner circle to be around you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling false on that, man, because you, you were in way before I, I was. 
<laughs> I, I, I knew what was coming. That's, yeah. that's what happened there. Dean keeps a uh, crystal ball tucked up underneath his top hat, just so in case of emergency, he can figure out what to do. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was rumor that you were going to leave the inner circle after you heard that I joined. <laughs> like, how the hell is like we're learning in everybody? <laughs> no, you're uh, you're confusing Dean with me. That was me that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's absolutely true. I just am waiting for my time to run out. <laughs> get that last, get that last Boise mastermind in before. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I totally agree with you. And in, in fact, one of my actual goals that I had in 2013, I think was, I, you know, I wrote it down. I said, I need to, you know, be around awesome people who are doing awesome things. I need, you know, really level up with my, my peer group and my network because people that you hang out with, those are the people that create your perception of what's normal. You know, if you're hanging out with a bunch of entrepreneurs who are, you know, doing amazing things and crushing it in their business and feeling fulfilled and enjoying their lives, that becomes normal for you. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like everybody wants to normalize to the people they're hanging around. And so I totally, totally agree with what you're saying, 100%. I love that. I love the, um, the way you, you said that, like it becomes normal versus like, oh man, like I did this. It's like, no, no, that's just the normal thing. That's an interesting, James, thanks, man. That that, that actually just gave me a little shift. That, uh, that was fantastic. That felt great internally. <laughs> that sounds so not appropriate, but it did. Like it, it had a little shift right now that that, well, that becomes the normal. And that was just, just, that was just the tip, you know, Dave? That so, was just a tip. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad, I'm glad it felt great for you. <laughs> internally internally yeah this, is, this conversation i knew was gonna be so wrong so must uh, hold back must hold back yeah exactly so tell us how you launched your first business after this whole you know you know you're on a trajectory you know go get the big job then you're like shit i don't like the big job i want to do something else with my life you move to a different environment you start hanging out with other people you how do you go from there to the uh, to the kombucha business, for example, to the king of kombucha. So I will I will say this that you know Tony Robbins talks about like getting in state. He says that like your emotional state can trigger a physical state change. So an emotional change, you know, if you start screaming, if you start thinking to yourself, "I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best." There's a likelihood that your posture will actually change, right? But he also then talks about, but it also goes both ways. So if you can't in your mind, say I'm the best, because for whatever reason you have garbage and that, that that's preventing you to really believe that, then you could f- do the change in your physicality, right? And move your body and start running and jumping jack and start screaming like 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 an animal, and that will then affect and influence your emotional state. I Meaning, like they they go both ways. So the same idea is like if when you need a a shift in your life, sometimes a physical, a literal, literally a physical move will cause the emotional move or whatever that is. So like for me, just physically leaving New York and coming out to LA was great because it allowed myself, it gave me permission, so to speak. You know, I I love my friends, but they were all, you know, in the banking jobs and lawyers and medical school and all that stuff. Nobody was doing the entrepreneurial thing. I love my family, but they were, you know, super worried and concerned about me and, and rightfully so. Like my mom would brag to her friends before, like my son was a a banker and now she's like, uh, my son's finding himself. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, so a physical move, right? At least that was a, that was an easier thing for your mom to say than she did. 10 years earlier when she just said, my son is playing with himself. Now he's finding himself. So you're like, there was yes. an evolution. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Like, and and to this day, my mom still has no idea what I like. I, I she she started seeing kombucha at the store, so now it now it's like it's it's okay, and you know I'm I'm doing okay now. But like, yeah, it was a little rough. But like the idea of a physical move, so that was that was number one. Sometimes you gotta like you know, literally have a physical move to have a, a a move or a shift in life. Then the second thing was. I moved out here originally to start an exercise entertainment company for the elderly. Did you guys, <laughs> did you ever see the movie When Harry Met Sally? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. So in between the movie, they interviewed these like couples, these old couples. So you guys remember that? It was like, mm. and it was real. So I found out that was, that was real. Those weren't actors. Those were like real couples. And I just thought like, and that always stuck out to me for some weird reason. It always stuck out. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool? Because my, my grandparents passed away when I was really young. <clears throat> wouldn't it be cool if like, I had a video of my my grandparents, you know, knowing the story, knowing the story, how they came to America, how they met each other, and and so I could so I could enjoy it, but I could also pass it on to uh, to my children one day and their and and then theirs. So that brought me out to L.A. But at least that was the, that was the the thing I told myself. It's so weird. I said why L.A. I was like, well, in L.A. you got a lot of old people and you got a lot of people that know video. So I, I, my, my, my theory was that I was find somebody on Craigslist to video these guys. I would do the interview of them and I'd sell it for a couple thousand bucks at a pop. This is crazy. Like as I'm telling you this right now, it sounds crazy because I believed in this so much. Like I moved to LA to do this, dude. I bought like, I bought a, I bought a video camera. Like that was like the cutting edge at the time where there was like these little like DV videos, I guess. <laughs> and then like a year later they became obsolete and like I maybe used it three times and I was like it was just, anyway but that got me to go into an assisted living place and say hey you know I'd like to volunteer here I gave them my resume it had JP Morgan on it and I was a dude that was like under 90 years old so they hired me to become to be their human resource director and I am the worst human resource director ever I I am horrible at that stuff I can't <laughs> do any i'm not organized i want to be everybody's friend i myself am a human resources nightmare like i'm breaking the rules like who you know it was horrible but i met a guy there who owned a tea company he he he's there once in a while to volunteer we hit it off and and there you go and so the uh, so i guess another little tip is whatever you want to do get going on it and know that you will never very very rarely i shouldn't say never very rarely will your Will it play out to be what you thought it would? In the micro, like the how will be different, but the what you'll end up there. In other words, my like meta was like I want to work for myself, right? I want the I want to create. I, there's something in me that loves um, entrepreneurialism, but on my terms as an outlet for my creativity. I didn't know at the time. I just thought I wanted to start a business videotaping old people, right? So here I am now, you know, doing kombucha and, and, and making hot sauce kits and, and um, you know, teaching other people <laughs> how, to, how to rock Amazon and, and all that stuff. So even though I didn't really know that was even what I really wanted, and I don't know, who knows if what I, it's just, it's just an outlet. But so oftentimes though, and I'm sure you two know, know the same thing, what you set out to do is just like a stepping stone to get to the, to the, what either what you really, really want or how it plays out in life of still being able to get whatever you want fulfilled. It's just going to end up a different way. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I love that myself because uh, it, it kind of really rings true if I look back over my past as well and like all the different things I tried, even before I left my job, I'm talking about even going back to 
little kid being a kid trying all these different things just to make some money you know buying I, I remember buying sweets and stuff and selling them in school for profit and I think I think what you've just said is is spot on for you know anybody that's got that entrepreneurial feeling inside them they don't necessarily know really what they want to do it's just they they have that feeling to do something and so I think what you've just said is perfect that chances are the first few things you're going to do is not where you're going to end up I, w- I would I would say agree. I would say like the first hundred things that you do is not right. where you're gonna end up <laughs> like you've gotta I I think one of the one of the things that seems like it's super true for me is when people say about entrepreneurs like your ability to move from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm is mm. probably one of the clearest indications of like whether you're gonna actually succeed or not right because you know, whether it's shooting videos of old people and selling them for a couple thousand dollars a pop, <laughs> which I really do want to know more about that business model, because if it's that easy, I'm investing. But if it's like if it's that or, you know, or, you know, you've, you're like, OK, cool, we could we could bring uh, this kombucha thing to life or whatever it is. Like I, I sold my swing set when I was 10 to my neighbor because I just was done with it. And I was like, hey, I want I want to sell this or, you know, there's been. So many crazy ideas that, you know, didn't pan out, but those are the things that you learn a lot from and you just keep going. You're like, oh, okay, cool. This is what I learned from this. What do I want to focus on next? I think part of, you know, my experience, part of being an entrepreneur, a lot of us go, you know, want to run our own company and everything because of the freedom that it gives us. But that freedom, that freedom is like, it starts with your mindset first. Like if you're not free in your mind to explore the things that are interesting to you, to actually make progress and take action on things that could, you know, create something, then you're never actually going to have the freedom in your life. Like you have to give yourself that permission first. And I think it's really cool. Like that's what you did when you left JP Morgan, when you moved from New York to LA. And I've experienced, you know, all sorts of things like that too, but it's, you got to be willing to be on that path with not necessarily knowing exactly how everything's going to work out because it's constantly changing. Yep. Yeah. And give your, yeah. So just, you know, give yourself permission that the reason why you think you're doing the thing you're going to do may not be the, the, the thing that, that that's going to unravel things, things are going to unravel, but they only unravel when you get started, you know, and a lot of people get so caught up that they don't even take the first step. And, and and that's so sad, you know, because like all three of us know <laughs> that showing up is 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 half is that's like half of the freaking game, you know what I mean? Like just showing up, right. like like I've messed up. I am a lazy person. I don't have a good work ethic. Like I am probably not. If I took the uh, test, or whatever. May I mean maybe there's some attributes to me that's entrepreneurial, but I'm not the. It's like in spite of all that, it's just because the majority of people don't. Just don't do anything. You know, maybe I just have a very low view of myself. <laughs> you guys are completely different, yeah, but like, I was, I was going to jump in there, Dave, and say I wouldn't give yourself such a hard beat in there on not being entrepreneurial. You just told this grand story of, of walking out on the job, moving with these grand dreams of recording old people in some other state. So I think there's definitely a little something there about you, right? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe, you know, potentially, I, I agree with Dean. I think potentially you're. Your sort of preliminary market research could use a little bit of work. My grand <laughs> dreams of videotaping old people. <laughs> Dave, that Dave, should be the soundbite yeah. for <laughs> this episode. Your purpose in life? I have grand dreams of videotaping old people. <laughs> <laughs> grand. 
Oh my god. I kind of want to now like come up with like like a hip hop group and call it Grand Dreams. I'll tell you what's really going to happen. You're going to get off of this podcast today and you're going to say, "You know what? That idea about videotaping old people, that was a good idea." And you're going to just get right <laughs> back into it. <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me. I mean, I, I, oh god, the last thing I do, the last thing I need is another uh business. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say when you were saying it the tone in your voice I could tell you are not ready to let go of that dream like <laughs> that was something you're still holding on to that, that did not just come to mind you still have that on a sticky pad on the wall right now don't you like <laughs> must fulfill dream of recording old people uh, <laughs> it's totally smoldering there it's not it's not extinguished <laughs> at all it's ready ready to be rekindled as soon as the time is right <laughs> Oof, guys don't give don't give me a reason you Do not give me a reason. Know, you didn't know this was going to happen today, Dave, but it's happening. We're actually uh, we're actually sent here to be your guidance counselors, and we're saying get back <laughs> to the videotaping of the old people. Yeah, this this is an intervention. Yeah, right. pretty. <laughs> much. It is. It is. Wait, right. but an, inter- <laughs> an intervention? What's the opposite of intervention? Because this is where you guys are telling me that I should do it, right? What's the? I wonder. Has there ever been like the opposite of interventions? Like, hey, Jane, what what, what are you guys doing here? Uh, we wanted to tell you something. What? You should be drinking way more often. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like we're noticing that you like. Like, I wonder is there an is there like the op- what would be the opposite of an intervention? I don't know. I don't. I That's don't know. But we're we're question. definitely going to have to find out. We're going to get somebody on that case. Potentially, there's another business opportunity running op- intervention opposites, whatever that happens to be. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so listen. Time wise, I wanted to give you some 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 tips, but this might. Why don't we switch? Why don't you guys ask me uh, some questions, and if I could uh, answer them to provide value in the in the, in the remaining uh, minutes, if that if that's if that's um, a better way, because I want to make sure like that we I I, I give some uh, some tips. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, tips. We're ready. So, are you ready for the lightning round? Because I'm ready. Was, okay. All right. Cool. So we're gonna go rapid fire now. So fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. So, number, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so what is, you, you had a great conversation with me offline a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, my business and my marketing and, and all this other stuff. And, and you said, uh, some, something that really, uh, really made an impact to me was, you know, how you, you know, the words and the message and the positioning that you're using to connect with people. And I think one of the things that, you know, I've noticed, you know, in the couple times that we've talked and in your business and how you're promoting things, it feels exceptionally real. Like, I feel like I'm talking to you. Like, I read your page. I feel like I'm talking to you. Like, I get to know you. And one of the key things that I think a lot of people struggle with in their business is allowing their personality to come through and, you know, being real with their customers and just having a relationship. Cause, and even I'm guilty of this, you know, for sure, sometimes where, I'm like, okay, I have to present business James to the world. And instead of just being myself and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I feel like you've gotten a really good handle on that. So what is your, let me just try and distill this down into a question. What is your, you know, your tip for connecting with people at that real authentic level in a business that enables you to grow a great business, but also create amazing, long lasting relationships with your customers? Hmm. It's a great question. The challenge in answering that question is that it's all about, right? It's like, how, how do you be authentic? How, how can you just be yourself? So if I see, you see where that challenge is because everybody's going to be different, right? So I, I can't give a, um, 
like do this type thing because that might not work for someone else because that's not how, how they work. What I can offer is that vulnerability is a fast track to trust and connection. So if if you are vulnerable with yourself, um, with your customers, with, with uh, your, your workers, your boss, whoever it is, then that usually is a, a leapfrog to building that relationship because everybody has vulnerability so that when you go, you know, you, 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 when you go first, so to speak, you kind of are like sending signals out to let, letting the guard down. Now, obviously how that's expressed, you got to be mindful of, you, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, depending on the relationship, you don't want to be um, inappropriate. Right, like so. This is like a fun podcast and a, kind of like a freewheeling. Somebody's listening in on our conversation type deal. And if I was talking to my mom, my language would be different, right? Yet, you know, I, I would still be vulnerable, or or being vulnerable would serve would still serve the the, the relationship a little bit. Um, it'd just be expressed differently. So I think being vulnerable is is a is is definitely a, a big one. And then also understanding uh, this is this is the okay. This is a tip right here. Because this, this will be different to everybody, but everybody could benefit from this. And that is, pay attention to how you feel and your inner thoughts, whether it's when you are either viewing a, a video on, on Facebook or YouTube, when you are scrolling some e-commerce site, when you are looking at an Amazon listing, what's going through your mind? What's going through your thoughts? Um, what are your prejudgments about the person that you're watching. Does that make sense? And then, so once you do that, you start to then understand, well, if I view it this way, and if I am focusing on this, in other words, we, you know, as marketers in our, or entrepreneurs, we're so in our business. Like I always say, like, you know, we're so close to the painting that we don't see the picture, you know? So, so it's nice to get perspective to take a step back. And one way to do that is becoming self-aware of how you feel and what's going on in your mind when you are the consumer or the client or whatever to give some insight on on how that person may be thinking and, and, and feeling and reacting to then the times when roles are reversed and you're the person selling or presenting or communicating. So I would say that if you, you know pay more attention to how you feel about certain situations when roles are reversed so that you have a better insight to present it in a way um, when they're back to the other way around. Honestly, a great way to do that is uh, what one of your sites that uh, you have, it's maybe getkombucha.com or one of them you uh, you sent me to look at. And I, I was able to, you know, sometimes seeing is believing and it helps illustrate the points that you're making, right? And I think, you know, it's, it's like, okay, cool. That's the theory. You know, be vulnerable, be yourself, recognize when other people are being that way and see how you react. I think that's all like, that's all really good advice. But, you know, to see this in practice where I think you do a really good job of just being like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm Dave, you know, this is how I got into this kombucha thing. This is how I've been helping all these people this is how I started this, this company, you know, people can actually just go to your site and see how you're doing it. And I think that might help them, you know, kind of crystallize some of these concepts that you're talking about. So is that, is that the get kombucha.com site or is that, is that a different one? that uh that we should talk about well you know i'll give you two sites so then you'll see the contrast of uh what i mean by playing to your audience so the getkombucha.com site my main company actually actually these hot sauce kits are freaking selling like fire uh right now because it's father's day so and i gotta give another tip i just gotta give another tip 
whatever in your business. Impromptu tip moment. Stand back. Impromptu tip moment. <laughs> it's a double tip. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, here we go. Don't lose the moment. Go. Okay. Go with the tip. Here's a double tip. So whatever you're doing in your business, there is the business that's working, right? That you're growing, but then there's you, your skill set, And then there's other things like assets that the business has, whether it's knowledge or, you know, look like we have our own, um, fulfillment, right? So, so we have our own warehouse that makes and fulfill these things. So if you have that, then all of a sudden, well, then that becomes an asset that we could actually create another business and fulfill other people's products and assemble other people's products. And so as you are going through your business, there's going to be developments in yourself as a person, but also developments in your business. So I say that because Get Kombucha started off as just kombucha. I, I fell in love with kombucha. I loved kombucha. It helped. I got rid of all my uh, acid reflux prescription drugs. Like it, it seriously was amazing, was my passion. But really my passion was marketing, internet marketing. And, and it was like, do I get an MBA and go back to school and spend a hundred grand? Or do I learn through doing through something that I'm already passionate about? But I just assumed that I was the kombucha guy. That's it. And about two years ago, I realized I listened to what I just said. My own, I, I, I took my own tip, so to speak. And um, I started asking my customers and but oh guys, that's another tip. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a threesome right now of the tips. There's like three tips going on. Ooh. Ask, like people are like, you know, like just call up a customer and ask them. Like you don't have to have these crazy survey funnels and stuff like that. Like those are great too, but like just ask people. And there was an overwhelming theme that like people, it wasn't just the benefits of kombucha. It was the benefits of making kombucha and the benefits of making kombucha carries over. The same joy that I get in some weird satanic way of spending three hours with an Allen wrench putting together Ikea furniture. (laughs) Of that feeling of accomplishment, not to the point I'm not cutting the wood, I'm not staining it, but I'm but I get to say I made it. The same reason why Blue Apron people, the mom still feels good about themselves because they are making a home cooked meal, but it's it's like fifty percent of it's already done though, because it's pre-measured and they you know a UPS guy delivered the meal to you and then but you put it into the pan and warm it up and you follow the card. So you get that ownership, that feeling of accomplishment, that whole DIY trend is huge right now. And I finally realized, oh my God, I don't have to pigeonhole myself of just do DIY kombucha kits. I could be doing DIY bath bomb making kits, hot sauce making kits, gin making kits, lip balm making kits. And then that's how DIY gift kits was born. But it only was born because I took a step back and I, I looked at my business, not just I'm in the business of kombucha. You know, like the, 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 the best meta example of that is Ray Kroc is quoted as saying that and he's the, the um, he's not the founder of McDonald's. He's the guy that really franchised McDonald's out and made it to this freaking ginormous juggernaut what it is today. He in interviews he's like, we're not in the burger business. We're in the real estate business, and it just so happens that burgers is the best way our tenants have in paying us for their lease. Isn't that fascinating? So that's like crazy meta, right? Like this guy viewed it that. So I guess the, 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 the mega tip, right? If we took all those three tips and tied them all together. I'm pausing for, uh, for <laughs> Dean. Can, can we get a moment for the sound effect right I'm, now I'm, for that one? We got a mega tip coming up. <laughs> Where, yeah, give me, where's the mega tip? <laughs> it's like Voltron. It's like all these three tips join. It's like the Power Rangers when they, you know. <laughs> is really, really what business are you in and 
who are you? Like, what are you? And, and, and like, really try to go meta. And this is like where visions are born, and 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 also babies. So, but anyway, so that's my that's my that's my meta meta tip. So get kombucha. If you go to getkombucha.com, you will get uh, me still being me, but done in kind of a more of a professional way. And if you go to uh, on Facebook, uh, my daily vlog is Inner Circle Confessions. And that is also me, just more of me from a internet marketer point of view or, you know, entrepreneurial point of view. So I curse a lot more and stuff like that. Like I'm not, does that make sense? So I'm still me, but it's, it's also knowing your audience of who you're presenting to. So those two sites would be great resources. Are you just out of curiosity? Are you opening candy wrappers? <laughs> right, control munchies on the other end of the line. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I hit like the baseball thing, I was like, I thought he may, maybe got like peanuts or something. He's just like, <laughs> it just totally put you in a frame of mind. You're like, wait a second, I need a snack here. I didn't realize I was at a sporting venue. <laughs> Oh man, I am <laughs> burned, burned. I'm caught red-handed. The best damn podcast in the world, or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was that's the whole idea. Just the tips, the greatest podcast ever. Where uh, where anything goes, we'll uh, we'll open up candy wrappers. We'll talk about kombucha. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll pretty much do anything that's required. To keep people engaged and giving them the tips, right? I mean, am I right here? Is that that? and and Dave's just sat on the other line, like nobody can hear me. I'm being stealth. Except his microphone's picking up on every single sound of that loud rapper. So, uh, guys, I I, I apologize, but I knew exactly what I was doing. (laughs) I don't even have. I literally don't even have a candy. I just have the wrapper of a candy, and I went up to my microphone, and I was just. Squeezing the hell out of that it. That is awesome, man. <laughs> well, uh, well, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, Dean, Dean doesn't really appreciate you so much, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate anything, <laughs> right? Ever, exactly. It's very curmudgeonly. <laughs> he became an old an old man way before his time, and I think what he's really upset about is that we called him out on his fake British accent today. <laughs> right. Dean, you got to do a video in like a hardcore New York accent. You got to shave the beard. You got to do like pull like a Zach Galifianakis where like you shave the beard a, oh, like 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 last year, but you're wearing a fake beard, and then you show up to Funnel Hacking Live <laughs> next year, and you just fucking rip the the like on stage because you're gonna you're gonna I, I know um like a uh, inner circle of the of the semester or whatever. There's so many awards now. There's so many awards. I love it. I'm going to win an award for not winning an award. Just, just yeah. like that. And something. this next award goes to somebody who has not won an award. Ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the non-award award goes to Mr. Dean Holland. And then you're imagining he goes up there and just rips his beard off his face. And starts talking in like a New York accent. Uh, tr- truth be told, truth be told, Dean has been working on his American accent. We've had him in uh, American accent school for probably the last couple months or something. And d- he can say water. Water. <laughs> Ooh. Water. Yeah, see? You don't even know he's British when he says it. Now, as long as he expands that to the other 9,000 words of his vocabulary, he'll have everybody fooled. <laughs> or, you could, or you could pull a whole – or you could pull a – you could pull a whole – oh, my God. You could pull a whole door, and that's all you say is water. <laughs> Dean, is there anything you'd like to say to thank people for this prestigious non-award award? Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so like all good things, 
this uh, this fun will come to an end. Otherwise, I think we could go on uh, bullshitting with each other all day long. Yes, I have a fireside chat in t- in ten minutes, which should be which should be interesting because I'm all hopped up on um on enthusiasm with you guys now, and I have to switch gears to be kind of have to pull it back a little bit. I think. Uh, right? No, I'm pretty sure you should just step on the gas and keep going the direction you're going. Because- right, a few more candy bars. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. Hopefully, you make as much noise on your next thing as you did on this show for us today. I- <laughs> God, oh my God, was it really? That, oh my god. You know what's funny? Because I was okay, truth be told, the reason why it's just a rapper is because I because w- the peppermint candy has was eaten like about 20 minutes into the conversation. Did you guys hear because the whole time I was eating the, the peppermint candy, I was like, oh, I wonder if these guys hear me. And then I didn't even think about the rapper. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we heard we heard it all, and so so will everybody else who's listening to this. So I'll give you our gratitude on behalf of all the listeners. Thank you for bringing us on your peppermint candy journey today. Thank you for uh, thank no seriously though. Thanks for being here, man. It's always a pleasure talking. I always feel uh, a little bit more inspired to get to you know the you know the real personal touch you know with my business and just seeing how you connect with people. And so if anybody wants to see a really great example of authentic vulnerable selling in action that is being used to drive and fuel the growth of a business, go over and check out Dave's stuff at getkombucha.com and you can find him on Facebook too. Before we go, any parting shots, Dave or Mr. Dean Holland, anything you'd like to leave people with today? Well, uh, I'll jump in first and just uh, obviously the serious side of me wants to just thank Dave for being here and imparting such wisdom. I think uh, one of the exciting things is you can definitely hear the passion in, in your voice, Dave. It's absolutely awesome. But the other side of me just wants to say I literally have no idea what just happened, um, <laughs> I. but I couldn't be happier. I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, and that's, and that's <laughs> fine. And that's fair. Dave, any parting shots? Water. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm thinking. It, no, guys, it was a, this is fantastic, and it and it makes complete sense that you would conclude this episode by saying that because of the dehydration process you went through before you started on the show. So all things, <laughs> Boom! all things come full circle, and so thanks again for uh, for being here. This is James P. Frill signing off for just the tips, leaving you guys until next time. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.